Theo jumped as high as he could, but the ball sailed over his head. He turned and ran to chase it. It was an unusually warm day for December in Adventureland, so Adventure Monster had brought the boys to just play and have fun, since it was cold and windy where they lived. They had been casually tossing balls to each other while trying to decide what else they wanted to do. There were so many choices around Adventure Mountain. They could go see the Adventure Elves. They could chase spider dragons around the woods. They could visit the lake or the zoo inside Adventure Mountain. But they really wanted to be outside today while they could. They could go watch the giants roll boulders down the mountainside. There were tons of things that they'd never done in many places they hadn't seen yet, too. It was hard to decide how to spend this perfect sunny day. Theo stopped before he got to his ball when he noticed a big crack in the ground. He tried to look down into it, and as he did, he noticed that the ground rumbled and the crack got a little bigger. He stepped back. He didn't want to fall in if it got really big. As he looked up, he noticed other cracks appearing all over the place. Hey, guys, he hollered to the others. Come look. Oliver and Levi and Spencer and Knox came running. Wow, said Spencer as he saw the cracks. The other boys looked fascinated too. What's going on? asked Oliver. I don't know, came a raspy voice from behind them. It was Adventure Monster. He'd gone into his cave to bring out some fresh owl poop and bat wings for snacks. He set them down so that he could examine the cracks more closely. Knox grinned, then snuck in to grab some purple owl poop, his favorite. The ground is opening up, said Levi. Has it ever done that before? Not that I remember, answered Adventure Monster, his eyes glued to the cracks that were rumbling and widening every few seconds. I hope it's not more of those earth dragons, said Spencer, remembering them from another adventure. No, they don't make cracks like that, said Adventure Monster. They just bust right up out of the ground. Back up, boys. Adventure Monster put his arms in front of the boys, and they hurried to get back away from the cracks. Suddenly, several of them burst open. Out of the cracks came bones, old, dirty-looking bones. The bones rattled as they flew up into the air and bounced off of each other, and they rattled some more as they crashed together down onto the ground. Most of the bones were huge, much bigger than those of an adventure monster or even a giant. Soon the bones began to swirl around like a tornado, Then one after the other, they began to snap together like someone with invisible hands was putting together a model or a puzzle. Soon the boys began to recognize some of the shapes. Dinosaurs, cried Spencer. Spencer loved dinosaurs, and so did the others. There's a T-Rex, shouted Oliver. He had to shout because the bones were making so much noise. And a Stegosaurus. Suddenly some of the bones came together in what looked like a giant bird. A pteranodon, shouted Oliver. Even though this was kind of scary, the boys couldn't help being excited. It was like they were visiting an awesome dinosaur museum filled with lots of skeletons. You did this, Levi said to Adventure Monster. This is an awesome surprise. I wish I could take credit for it, said Adventure Monster, scratching his head. But I never thought of anything like this. The boys soon found themselves facing an army of mostly huge dinosaur skeletons. There were some of the tiny dog-sized ones, too, but the most impressive ones were taller than houses. There was a brachiosaurus that looked as long as a small train. 
Lots of them were missing bones here and there, and some of them were missing a lot of bones, as many as half of the ones that should have been there. Adventure Monster wasn't sure whether he should get the boys back into his caves or let them go look at the bones. It was a chance they probably would never have again. He stepped forward to have a look, and just as he did, the T-Rex skeleton stepped forward too. Adventure Monster's eyes opened wide, and so did the boys. The T-Rex took another big clumsy step, then fell over, and his bones all came apart again. The Stegosaurus began to move. It tried to take a step in Adventure Monster's direction, but it was missing one of its front legs, so it crashed down with its head and shoulders against the ground. It tried to get back up, but instead it rolled over and got stuck in the dirt by its armored plates. The Pteranodon tried flapping its wings to take off, but the wing bones fell off onto the ground. It pecked the ground a few times with its beak, then started walking on its long, bony legs. It stumbled for the first several steps, but then it got its rhythm and began to walk, at first slowly, but then faster. To the woods, Adventure Monster yelled. The boys, as fascinated as they were, didn't hesitate. They were in front of Adventure Monster, but as he caught up with them, he scooped them up onto his back, and when he had all of them, he took off at light speed into the Adventure Elves' woods. Knox looked back longingly at the owl poop they had left behind, then closed his eyes tight when one of the plodding skeletons, who seemed to be trying to follow them, smashed the whole tray into the ground. When the boys and Adventure Monster came to a stop just inside the edge of the woods, they found a group of Adventure Elves in brown and green uniforms watching the same thing they had been watching. It was hard to see most of the elves because they blended in so well with the forest, but their leader came right up to Adventure Monster and greeted them all, although he wasn't smiling. It seems we have a new adventure to face together, he said to Adventure Monster. Then he turned to the boys. My name is Daron. I am one of the commanders of our army. Army, said Oliver. He knew this must be serious business if the merry adventure elves had called out their army. Daron looked back to Adventure Monster. Have you any idea what this is? Magic, for sure, said Adventure Monster. Good magic or evil magic, I can't tell. How do you tell, asked Theo. They don't have eyes. The boys had noticed before that things that had been enchanted by the evil wizard usually had glowing green eyes. Just then, the first few of the dinosaur skeletons reached the edge of the woods. They kept right on walking when they reached the trees. They all fell apart without doing the trees any damage other than knocking off a few leaves. Nope, no eyes, Adventure Monster stated the obvious. Let's see what the others will do, said Daron, watching closely. Sure enough, the others stopped when they reached the trees. Are they learning? Oliver looked up at him in disbelief. They don't have brains either, he said, half under his breath. Daron laughed. True, elf friend, he chuckled. But they also don't have muscles and tendons, yet they're walking. Oliver shrugged. That was true enough. Something is making them able to walk, said Adventure Monster. Maybe whatever that is is also telling them when to stop. Look, said Levi, up there. Many eyes followed his finger, which was pointing to the sky. Not everyone saw it at first, but Daron and Adventure Monster and the boys could just make out something that looked like a cloud, except it wasn't behaving like a cloud. It was low in the sky, and it was moving back and forth over the dinosaur skeletons. I see green, whispered Knox. 
The other boys nodded their agreement. The cloud definitely had a green glow to it. So that tells us who's behind it, Adventure Monster said to Daron, who nodded. Let's test our opponent then, Daron replied. He motioned to a small group of elf soldiers, who nodded, then charged through the edge of the woods towards some of the closest skeletons. One elf hit one of the dinosaurs' legs with his sword, but the sword broke in half without damaging the bone at all. Another shot an arrow at a dinosaur's chest, but it flew right through the breastbone without doing any damage. Two of the elves hit a Diplodocus shin bone with their warhammers, but they bounced off and out of the soldiers' hands. The elves tried all of their weapons, but none of them seemed to make any difference. Finally, four elves took a rope and stretched it out, then ran toward the Diplodocus' front legs. When the rope touched them, they quickly wrapped it around the back legs, and all four pulled with all their might. <coughs> sure enough, the legs got tangled up in the rope, and the huge dinosaur skeleton crashed to the ground, the bones rattling and falling apart. But the four elves who brought it down nearly got crushed in the pile. Their friends cheered as they followed their fellow soldiers back to the woods, but Daron shook his head. We'll never defeat them like that. We don't have enough ropes in our entire kingdom. Plus, it looked kind of dangerous, said Adventure Monster. The boys nodded. They had been really frightened for their Adventure Elf friends. Maybe they won't be able to get into the woods, offered Spencer. That sounded hopeful. But soon about half a dozen smaller dinosaur skeletons, maybe raptors, came out of the group and moved into the woods, weaving between the trees. One of them hit a lower branch, which knocked off his head. The boys laughed, but the rest of the skeleton kept coming. The skeletons were moving toward them. Adventure Monster put the boys up into some nearby trees. The soldiers stood tense, ready to fight, but not confident that they could do much against these bones. Wait a minute, said Adventure Monster. Let's back off. Daron gave him a puzzled look. Let's see if they'll attack us or just go on through. Daron nodded and motioned for his men to stand down. They moved out of the skeleton's pass, and the dinosaurs, including the headless one, just ran right past them. They can't see us, said Daron. Maybe they're not trying to hurt us then, said Levi. He was really hopeful. He wanted so much to examine the skeletons. Theo wanted to ride one. But they're up to no good if the evil wizard's involved, Daron assured them. They couldn't disagree with that. As they watched the group of big skeletons milling around in the clearing, they noticed that some of them began trying the trees, kicking them, headbutting them, seeing if they could do anything to them. At first, it didn't seem to be working. The trees would sway a little but kept standing tall, and several of the skeletons lost a foot or even a head. Finally, the little cloud came down really low and buzzed around the heads of several of the biggest dinosaurs. Then it slapped one of them on the behind, making it jump. The skeleton apparently got the idea. It backed up to one of the trees and pushed hard with its behind. The tree first bent just a little, then it bent farther. Then they heard a sharp crack and the tree broke off just below the middle. The cloud shot back up above the trees and began to blink its sickly green light. More of the dinosaurs backed towards some of the bigger trees and began to push. Trees began cracking and falling. The elves were suddenly very worried that their woods would soon be completely destroyed, but they had no idea how to stop this terrible army. Look, said Levi, pointing to the sky again. 
This time everyone could make out the shapes of large flying creatures coming fast from a great distance. Maybe it's fruit dragons, said Spencer. He knew they would know what to do. Plus, they might bring some awesome giant grapes or strawberries. Afraid not, said Adventure Monster. The boys saw that he looked worried, and he never looked worried. At least one fire dragon, said Daron, and a couple of air dragons. What's that one in the back? Acid dragon, said Adventure Monster. The boys weren't sure what that was, but it sounded terrible. The dragons came down until they were just above the dinosaur skeletons. The boys were sure that the evil wizard had called them in to help destroy the forest. And maybe all of Adventureland. Oliver was ready to ask Adventure Monster to take them home. And from the looks of it, Adventure Monster seemed to be getting ready to load them up. Wait, said Daron. Look. The dragons circled the dinosaur skeletons. And they looked angry. The fire dragon went first, blowing fire at the bones. His fire turned them black, but didn't seem to have any other effect and he didn't seem surprised. Then the air dragons went to work. They blew tornado-like winds at the skeletons, and sure enough, whenever they hit one, the bones fell apart into a pile. But the cloud would light up, and the bones would spring back together and resume destroying the trees. Finally, the, the fire dragon, who seemed to be in charge, nodded to the acid dragon. He waited while the air dragons blew apart two more skeletons, then he squirted acid at the bones and every bone that he hit dissolved into dust. He couldn't hit all of them. The dinosaurs had lots of bones, but he dissolved enough that when they did try to reform, the skeletons usually had enough bones missing that they couldn't do any more damage. They usually couldn't even walk. They just fell into a pile again. Everyone watched while the evil dragons conducted their long battle, blowing skeletons apart, then dissolving enough of their bones so that they couldn't reform. It seemed to take forever, but finally, no more mobile dinosaurs were forming. The green cloud blinked angrily, then finally flew away. Daron had his soldiers divided into several squads, wondering if now they would have to do battle with the evil dragons. They had done that before, and they knew how to fight them, but they dreaded having to face the fire and the acid especially, and they were afraid a lot of damage might be done to their forest. The dragon slowly landed in the clearing. They looked tired. We smell you, elf soldiers, the red dragon finally spoke. His voice sounded mean and threatening. How can you smell him over the stench of adventure monster, laughed one of the air dragons. I'm sure he's ready to gas us again. Adventure monster motioned for the boys to stay in the trees. Then he and Daron stepped to the edge of the woods where the dragons could see them. Thank you for taking care of the dinosaurs, said Adventure Monster. He had little trouble saying it. He never thanked an evil dragon before. Your thanks are not necessary, the fire dragon answered. We would not have come just to help you. We know that well, said Daron, who was still not sure that they should not attack their enemies before their enemies attacked them. Attack us if you will, said the fire dragon. Some said dragons could read minds. You would likely succeed. We're very tired, and our weapons are spent. We fought some of these creatures at our home, and I won't have any more fire for many hours. And acid and air are in small supply, added the acid dragon. Why did you come this far to fight this fight, asked Daron, since you would never do so to help your enemies? The fire dragon chuckled. It was an evil chuckle, 
but it still made him sound just a little less mean. Sometimes we have to choose which enemies we despise the most or which are the biggest threat. Maximus told us about the living bones, said the other air dragon. He said that Jacobus had been mining lots of animating powder, too much for normal uses. He said that he had heard that you had raised a dragon for your own use and wanted to find all of the fireberry trees to raise an army of his own. So he was going to tear the forest apart looking for fireberry trees so he could build a dragon army, said Adventure Monster. The fire dragon nodded. We are usually on his side, and we feel that we are strong enough to help him when he needs dragons. He obviously planned to replace us, maybe even steal our eggs. That's why he attacked our homeland. We could not let that happen. Well then, I too thank you, said Daron. Whatever your motives, you saved our forest. Don't worry, we'll burn it down another time, the fire dragon was smiling. The boys weren't sure, but they thought he might actually be joking. But if we could rest here for a few hours, it would make our flight home much more possible, he paused. As we said, you could destroy us now with little trouble. Daron looked at Adventure Monster, then back at the dragons. We are people of honor. We would not kill helpless beings, not even dragons. The fire dragon nodded. I thought as much. Then he and the other dragons laid down and closed their eyes. Their own and adventure monster watched them for a long while. Then when they turned to go, the fire dragon suddenly opened one eye. You will no doubt leave a guard to make sure that we are speaking the truth. Daron nodded. Be sure to tell them that we will keep one eye on them as well. The old dragon seemed to smile again as he closed both eyes and breathed deeply. Daron and an adventure monster returned to the elves and the boys, shaking their heads. Never thought I'd see the day when we partner with evil dragons, said adventure monster. Can we trust them? Daron asked them. Heck no, said adventure monster, laughing and slapping his thigh. But I think they're being as honest with us this time as they know how to be. I think they'll leave in the morning without causing any trouble. Hey, look, Levi was at it again, pointing to the sky. Everyone looked up one more time to see another cloud in the sky. This one was glowing with a clear white light. There was no green to be seen. It's from Maximus, said Oliver. I bet he's going to watch over the dragons for us or with us. Daron and Adventure Monster nodded. Come on, boys, said Adventure Monster, turning his back to them. Better get you home. Jump! The boys grinned and jumped out of the trees and onto Adventure Monster's back. They waved to Daron, who, along with all of his elf soldiers, did the same. But now they were all smiling. Come see us for Christmas treats soon, said Daron. You've never had peppermint until you've had peppermint made by the Adventure Elves. The boys all nodded. They loved peppermint. I hope you're not disappointed we didn't get to do what we talked about, Adventure Monster said to them as he walked through the trees toward a safe place to take off at high speed. Are you kidding, said Theo? We can play ball any time. But we never get to see dinosaurs, added Spencer, and hardly ever dragons either, said Knox. Well, good, said Adventure Monster. We'll get you back soon to get some of that peppermint. It really is out of this world. With that, he took off, and everything became a blur. But this time, the blur was red and white swirled, just like candy canes all around them. The boys hung on tight and dreamed of the best peppermint ever as Adventure Monster took them home.
Hej, Pyrsomaster! Ja, 